0: Secret friends, unite!
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 393. It's a palindrome. This is your guide to the geek side. And remember, as always, subscribe to all of our wonderful podcasts on our Secret Friends Unite network feed, where you get this lovely podcast. The Holocron Chronicles for all things Star Wars, the Code 47 for all things Star Trek, and Co-op Mode for all things video games. And also then, if you want to see us, and see our wonderful backgrounds and the beautiful guests that we have on our show. Uh, You can check out our YouTube page, subscribe, like, hit, leave a comment, and tell us your takes in the world of nerd. But with that, I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by
0: my wonderful co-host, Charlie Carden. I was, did you see, you were on a tear, but I was dancing, I dropped my microphone, I was doing all this stuff. I'm excited, what can I say? It's Sunday it's uh, the end of the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's been good. It's supposed to start raining here in a minute. Oh, it's raining. Yeah, thunderstorms all day. So, what a great day to be inside, casting the pods. Good stuff. Absolutely. I'm very excited because you know
1: this is football season. I'm big into that fantasy football. My I geek out about uh, the sport I love the most, which is football. And today I'm going to go watch a Vikings game with a good friend of mine. He's going to make pizzas for us. So
0: I Aww. am stoked. Viking pizza what's on a viking pizza it, like, you know, uh, lots of blood and fish chunks of bird like chunks of bird and fish there you go yeah, bird lots chunks of chaos chaos that's the secret ingredient I like it. Chattos, yes, yes. as i like to call yes. it but speaking to, speaking of chados uh we were talking a little bit in the in the pre-roll about this uh this week's cover uh the amazing spider-man 393 the finale of shrieking which was and again because this ah! came out in yeah, this came out in the summer of 1994. This is right after I got out of high school. I was still an active uh, reader of the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, and drawn by Todd Oxtra, a favorite Mark Bagley. Uh, this is I'm trying to read the uh, inside. The Spider-Man mis the Spider-Man mystery deepens. It deepens in this finale. In the finale, <laughs> shouldn't it be yes. resolved in the finale. Well, Todd. Todd, you've been reading comics just like I have for, you know, 40 years. You know, nothing ever gets resolved. It's a soap opera. Yeah, it's every it's it's essentially two bits of story for like 30 bits of filler. Yeah, exactly. Correct. So, yeah. But we've got like you said, like you were saying, we were chatting. This is a fashion explosion. So we have three characters, central of which is Carrion. uh, As as far as, you know, like Carrion, like rotting dead. He's a zombie. His touch kills things. Uh, he's back in this with, you know, a wacky costume. He's a character from the seventies from Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, but in this, he's got, yeah, Todd, like you're saying, he's got the high weight, high weighter pants, though. It looks like everybody's wearing spandex. So they're not really pants. They're, they're yoga pants, yoga pants, hiked up above what would be his belly button. He has no nipples because it's comics. And then he's got a shoulder head Like he's got like basically like a swim cap and like a shoulder piece, but again, it's a hoodie for his shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then of course gauntlets, but again, everything sucks. And then his companion is Shriek, I believe that's the name of the series. She is wearing a corset plus uh, wrist pieces that have uh, you know blades on them. She's wearing one one leg has a boot and the other one has a legging like a thigh high legging, both high heeled. I mean, I don't even. And then, of course, Spidey is Spidey, and again, his outfit's so close, except for the fact that he's obviously wearing tighty whities or it's not our dance belt because you can see every single other every sinew in his leg and every rib. I mean, Mark Bagley, he's one upon himself, you know. But yeah, it's it, it's anorexia hell. <laughs> Everyone looks like
1: Bruce Lee. Everyone looks like yeah. Bruce Lee's body essentially. Every sinew, everything is there. Right. for You know, and then they have a waist that's essentially. Ten inches wide. Is right. That,
0: yeah. It's, uh, it's everybody's yeah, it's, fit and toit. Yeah. It's yeah. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's toit like a dagger. There you go. Oh yes, my yes. goodness. Thank you, well, Austin it,
1: Powers and Gold Member. Yes. Exactly. For that well,
0: joke. guess who else has managed to stay toit for a hundred and twenty-two years? I am talking about our senior news correspondent, the lady who's got the dope on the street down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. That would be Madam Web. Todd, let's go and see what she's got for us this week.
1: Now it's time for Madam Web's rumors and news.
0: Take it away, boys.
1: Thank you, Madam Web. As Charlie mentioned, uh, I believe all of Spider-Man's characters, Merrick Bagley, uh, took from your pictures he found uh, in a rope from a haunted house. He's like, who is this wonderful woman that has nary a uh, bit of uh, flesh on her bones? She must be the inspiration Fleshless. for all of my characters. Kind of like Alex oh, Ross, he, you know, where he, he has people, he has dresses them up, and they he does kind of like the right. photorealistic painting. The same thing with that. So he has that constant yeah. picture of Adam Webb, and he just puts a new face on Adam Webb's body.
0: Yeah, I would say for sure the carrion, which you'll see if you're watching our YouTube channel, in the lower left-hand corner. That is definitely a dead, dead ringer for Man Webb. So, but yeah, you know what? Yes, it's 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 good to be famous. All right, what do we got up next? It's news bonanza week. Yes, uh, you know, we've got some initial
1: uh, stuff that's not related to the big events, so we thought we'd cover those first. But we are going to talk about D23, uh, the the Disney Marvel Games thing, the Star Trek Day, so much happening, very exciting. So um, we'll get into it with trailer trash time. Yes, we're going to talk about all things in the world of news, D23, Star Trek Day. But we're going to start off with some just general trailers that came out for stuff we're excited about. Um, the first one, Charlie, we've been talking about this coming back, Quantum Leap. We actually got a really long trailer that kind of talked about all the story beats and all of the pieces right. where we're at and kind of got a feel for like the time frame, who our main character is, and essentially who the new, uh, uh, you know, it, it, all the different characters are kind of reinvoking
0: Quantum Leap. So uh, what did you think? Um, I, I like the direction they're going with this because it's such a mixed bag. If they just... Drag Scott Bakula back in, and it's like Sam's still doing stuff. Then it has limited appeal, Um, and of course, Dean Stockwell has left us. So, taking the core concept of the show and starting it, you know, and and continuing that averse with new characters in a new situation. That I have to get the feeling that at some point, that could be a season one cliffhanger that we'll get Scott Bakula back. I wouldn't be surprised at all, Um, and I like it that they're bringing back a heritage background character that would be the character of magic who was in sam's brother's platoon in vietnam in 1970 when sam leapt into his own brother and ended up saving his brother's life um because that's who sam Sam leapt into magic um so that that's going to be very cool magic is being played by ernie hudson because obviously this is present day and that was 50 something years ago um so I, i think this is great i think taking it and then you know having an entirely new cast And making a little bit more modern day, I'm just, I'm glad that they didn't just say, we're just going to pick up where we left off. But continuing in the averse and the concept of it, which you and I have both talked about when it comes to Quantum Leap, is very evergreen. You can sit down and knock that show out now, and it doesn't feel like, oh, God, this was made in the 80s, and it's so blah, because it's about him jumping through time. So the appearance of the show and the fact that it is really not effects-driven makes it uh, timeless, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: it's set in 2022, which is funny because it's like, oh yes, we don't have this technology now, but why not set it in modern times? That's perfectly well, I mean, fine. They,
0: yeah, they didn't have that. But again, the original show, which came out in 1989, was set in 1999, and their portrayal of 10 years in the future, where people had like women had sparkle, had earrings that blinked, you know, that was fashion then. People, uh, you know. Uh, admiral you know al he, you know he wore a tie but it was just clear plastic Mm -hmm. it was just yeah it's like weird little twist it was the back to the future future yeah it was it absolutely was so this is obviously not going to employ that so that's good that's the only part of and they spent such a small portion of the original show in the present of 1999 that it wasn't that big of a deal though you did see al's crazy suits and stuff um time to time. So anyway, yeah, this yeah. is great. So this comes on when that, this week? Is this out uh, the 16th It's or? September
1: 19th, so next Monday. So yeah. Okay, and then, yeah, so essentially we've got Raymond Lee playing the lead named I mean, Ben Sung, and we are going to have more, like, th- this one's going to be different, because it's going to basically be taking place uh with the Quantum Leap project, plus also the antics back and forth in time, and then there's right. ultimately a love, tro- uh, basically a love story too, because Al is now a woman, and they have a romantic Past apparently, so that's going to add some interest. Oh my! Yes,
0: really? How interesting! I like it. Should be cool. Um, Next, uh, we have uh, what is sure to be a a fiery lawsuit from whatever living Beatles there are. No, I'm just kidding. Won't be that at all. Well, no, we have a sequel to Knives Out, which was a great film from Ryan Johnson. I'm going to say 20 oh 2019. It says right here, Uh, a theatrical release. This sequel called Glass Onion is going to be a Netflix deal. Just before Christmas, very very Christmassy theme. This is really to me looks like a modern day um, Murder on the Nile, which was mm-hmm. just came out recently. I'm drawing a blank on the director who did Murder on the Nile. Somebody very famous. Help me out, Kenneth, here. Bra- Kenneth Branagh. There you go. Well, because he directed. Well, he directed and starred because yes. he was Poirot, who was the mm-hmm. uh, the detective in that. This seems phenomenally similar because again, this appears. This is. A, uh, riverboat kind of scenario then they end up in the jungle so it's a murder mystery deal but this is told with all the camp uh that you would expect i mean the cast is second to none katherine hahn edward norton edward norton dave batiste all the things that you see in this trailer this looks like a delight and again watching it at home I like it, you know, it's it it always boggles my mind, you know, big theatrical release versus the Netflix release. Where's the money? Where's the money? I mean, are they really justifying picking up new subscribers to make it like this, or is this keeping the cost down? Someday somebody will show me a mathematical model that 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 makes it make sense. I don't know, but regardless, the trailer for this looks fantastic. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looks like fun. Yeah, they're, they're Netflix is going to be changing their model.
1: You can just feel it. They're going to be adding ads yeah. to it, uh, which is coming soon. To, they're going to charge people who are leeching uh, off of the subscriptions. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lean in to put a lot of their movies, to your point, uh, theatrically. When you're spending that much mon- money on a movie and you already have a set number of uh, subscribers and you're already charging them more and people are going to leave because they don't want to pay all the time, they don't want to subscribe all the right. time. You've got to find a different revenue source. So between ads and probably more theatrical leases, which I think that's going to be the model
0: going forward, it's like we're going to go back, right? Ads yeah. Yeah. and things in the theaters, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, you know, and, and I know in conversations you and I have had with John, our other very close uh, founding founding secret friend member, he he hates advertisements, drives him crazy. I grew up in that world because, again, that's what my mom did for a living. She worked for a local TV station. I did that for probably half of my career. I sold newspaper advertising. I sold radio advertising. Ads don't bother me at all we've been watching night court uh and it's funny john said well it's on my voodoo and i plugged in and, and i tried to do it through i i, I was varying voodoo logins so I, I hate to mess with that so i just started watching it on prime through Freevee, which is their free service with ads and you know what the thing with ads is ads are almost neutralized in this modern age when we're all looking at our phones anyway where you can very easily just push the mute button on the side of your roku and keep one side eye on it while you're still looking at your phone. It's it's almost it's almost immaterial, you know. So I would almost say I'm kind of fine with going back to an ad model with with most things. If it's available, why not save the money? Now I sound like you, Todd. What are you doing to me? It's, what are you doing to me? Well, it's you're crazy because
1: when we were paying for cable, there were still ads. You know, the right. only thing that changed was like TiVo and DVRs, which you could fast forward through ads. And now right. with VOD, VOD has. Unskippable ads to the most point. Right. Uh, when but you have still, that, yeah,
0: the mute button, or you just. Do, 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 yeah, but I will say there, there's, a, there's a right way to do
1: ads and there's a bad way to do ads. Now, I'd say Hulu is one of the worst because you get ad, you get like f- almost four minutes of ads like every 10 minutes. So it's like right. it really breaks up your show. I think they need right. to do like ads at the beginning, maybe one, maybe like 30 seconds of ads. Make them shorter and make them not repeat. I cannot manage an ad that repeats for the 85th time.
0: That's which is a tough nuts. one. That's a tough one because we watch, we do still watch, one local news station ironically enough the station my mom worked for when i was growing up Fox 17 here in Grand Rapids they do sometimes i, I nobody's at the button when it comes to their ads cuz they will show the same ad three or four times in a row which is unforgivable it's unforgivable mm-hmm. it's just nobody it's just nobody's at the switch so it's like that is just such an incredible turnoff because regular cable's not that way because there's somebody in the, I know from my own experience somebody in the traffic department who schedules all those things and it's very by the button. So I don't know why it's to your point like it should is be an algorithm way. that yeah.
1: they can yeah they can yeah. figure it out, but it's got to change because yeah if you yeah. want people to accept ads again then they have to be that right. way um, yeah. Right. But, but having that option to, be, yeah, to pay yeah. or not to pay yeah. is nice too. But if they're not charging you for it. They've got to make money some way. So I think that's the future. It's going to be these hybrids. And yeah, it's like everybody else.
0: And it's a matter matter of choice. And Todd will just have to uh, pay attention to the comments on your cord cutter group because it's – Absolutely delicious.
1: I don't <laughs> save any money. You thought that I was gonna save money on court. I think
0: well, why, it's somebody. Many- why, why, why did you? Why did you think you were gonna save money? What I think it's somebody
1: is fun? just a troll. They just put that in there, like every three months, <laughs> just to get people to like. It's not the point. It's like I've seen this before. It's like deja vu all over again.
0: Oh Thank my! You. Thank God. you, Yoga Yogi Berra.
1: Right. Yes, let's uh, move so, on. So, the last trailer we're gonna talk about that's not tied to a big uh, conglomerate is Mythic Quest season three. Mythic Quest is. Back, love the show. It's about a startup. Uh, well, not a startup. It's about a big video game company that makes a big MMORPG. Uh, we've got um, you know one of the the stars of It's Always Sunny. Uh, Rob McElhenney is in it, and just a, a wacky cast of people that run this business. And it's just that's the whole thing with sitcoms. It's always there. you have a th- premise, but it's not necessarily about the games. It's just the people doing wacky things. Danny Putty. Uh, is in this as well, and he's coming back, which is funny because he essentially was uh, <laughs> was carted off to prison in the last season. So that's a surprise. Oh, well, he,
0: he was the what was he a scammer of some variety, or he was their <laughs> business manager
1: and gotten some dicey things on the side. Yeah, um, and it was funny. F. Murray Abraham was in this as well. It's kind of like the lore master for the game. Very
0: funny. My basically, God, yeah. that man has to be like 120. He has to he has to have gone to high school with Madame Webb. He's old as hell. Yeah, well, something must have happened
1: because he's no longer on the show, and they don't explain why. I think I might hear rumblings of like inappropriate behavior. That's what old people do; they just do inappropriate things, <laughs> apparently.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God! Hey, you know what we've been talking about? Merch, <laughs> merch. Maybe old people do inappropriate behavior. There's, there's a Todd Slug line. Kind of, kind of true.
1: You know, you hear about more and more of these older actors who have been like canned, like uh, Jeff.
0: What did I do?
1: <laughs> like the dad on the, the, the Goldbergs who they're finally killing. Oh, Jeff.
0: <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh. oh, man, that's tough because, you know, that's based on his life. That show is based on uh, Goldberg's no, 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 no. life. So to, well, it's not. No, the, dad. No, the, no, no, not the,
1: the dad, though, is being killed off. Yeah, not not the well, not the creative of the show is being killed off.
0: No, yeah. no, no. I'm just saying that the show itself is based on the guy's life, so to have to kill off the dad character, that's a real bummer, but I guess it is what it is. It is anyway, what it is. Yeah, so is uh, Mythic is. Quest yeah. is coming
1: back, and it's just really more the trials and tri- uh, tribulations of this team. I love it so much. Very funny. And they do the unique thing of every season. They have had a kind of like a standalone episode that is truly disconnected from the rest of the show, and they're always their like their best episodes. So first season yeah. was about a, a really? previous couple who started a business as well, where you found out they actually, the, the studio where they actually work at now is the the new studio. It's kind of cool. And then they, F. Marie Abraham, it was all about his background as a science fiction writer, as like from oh. the 70s. And it was kind of cool how it was like, kind of brought it back in. So, so very he was, cool. He was,
0: he was L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs>
1: Kind of. Yeah, it was all about that. It was very, it was very unique, really, (laughs) really well done. And it was actually one of William Hurt's last roles because he played a uh, rival, Jeff Murray. And it was, and that was one of his last roles he had. So there you go. Check out Mythic Quest. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. So it's, they've really found their niche with only a few really strong shows. They don't do a lot, but what they
0: do is, is typically really well, well-received. I mean, you know, and again, if it's well received in a claim, people are signing on and they're minimizing their investment. So therefore, obviously capitalizing on their return on investment. So and it's not like Apple doesn't have all the money. to They got more money than Davy Crockett, so to speak. So I think they're going to be OK. <laughs> Absolutely. So, oh, here we go. I'm going to kick off this D23 news roundup with my one standalone story. Uh, and Todd, everybody knows how much you love Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so I know that I know you're going to have opinions But uh, it was just a piece of news that I don't think specifically came out of D23. No, because it mentions the article in reference to upcoming D23. This is an interview that was done with Kathleen Kennedy. CBR is the source uh, so a lot of people said so a lot of people really hate CBR. I found in our groups. On Are TV, they owned whatever, by CBS right? or I don't know who owns them? No, that must be why. That must be why the all the young people have it. But no, Kathleen Kennedy is going on record, at least according to this, uh, that she's not going to be discussing uh, any Star Wars films before the year 2024. So we're looking at you know the next 18 months minimum, uh, or a little bit less than before we hit that mark uh, that we would even. Uh, be looking at, you know, any projects such as uh, Damon uh Lindelof. Why do I why can't I say his name? Lindelof. Linda, Lindelof. Lindelof, or of course the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron, which I know Mark and I have been really tugged for over on Holocron because we're big X-Wing guys. We want to see the big dogfighting movie. So everything has been super shelved. Again, th- there's two ways to slice this. Um Let's keep in mind that we have been, you know, spoiled by the embarrassment of riches of Star Wars related content since 2015. You know, since the Disney acquisition, which happens just prior to that, we had a trilogy, and now we've got more movies to beat the band. So people are like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Let's not forget that there were over 15 years between the end of Return between Return of Jedi. In episode one with the only thing that in between that we ended up seeing was the Ewoks movies. Let's forget about that. And then the the re-release of the original trilogy and special edition. So 15 years with no content versus, you know, 15 months without film content, or at least till an announcement, you know, this could, this could be tantamount to, it says right in here, five or six years with no films after 2019's The Rise of Skywalker. So Long story short, short story long, it's kind of much to do about nothing. People are going to bitch about it, but by by employing a little perspective, and for the fact that we are going to continue to have Star Wars content on Disney+, Plus, which is obviously where they want it, or they wouldn't be pursuing it in this fashion, it's a drag. You, John, and I have all talked about how Star Wars belongs. Star Wars belongs on the big screen, and you and I talk about how Star Trek belongs on the small screen, and that, you know, and then... When you start to make that paradigm shift and do it in the other direction, sometimes you don't get the best results. The JJ films, some of the Star Wars content has not been great that have been the Disney Plus programs. So I think this is... Kind of not I I don't know. I mean, Todd, you are more outspoken about Star Wars than most people I personally associate with, and obviously, as a part of this network, you and I have been doing this for a long time. So, what's your take on this news? Because
1: you can't, you can't shut me out, Charlie. That's the thing. Everybody else would be I like, know. you're out
0: of my, you're on my list. You're out. You're out. you don't like Star Trek, Star Wars. You're out. Yeah, right. Okay. What do you think? Bring it down well, for
1: me. Well, just imagine, Charlie, if there was no Marvel movies for six years. Or four years, or three years, would that but feel like still, but, what the what the f went wrong? Did something right. go horribly? Li- we're we're God. losing essentially. God. You know, you can yeah. you, you can still say fuck. It's okay. Go ahead, say it. Say well, it. no, because that's what Kathleen Kennedy would say. Because she can't. Because we bring down <sighs> Disney's value. Yes. Okay. Uh, so um,
0: but, yeah, you're right. You're right. If you compare that, holy shit. Because there have been Marvel movies. You know, Iron Man came out in two thousand eight. Then it was the Hulk, and then then there was a gap because they needed to. So in 2009, there was no content, and then 2010, 2011, da-da-da-da. so every year since 2010, there have been multiple Marvel films. Yeah, correct? Yes, absolutely. Correct? I, think, I think we met, did we, we had a no, we didn't even miss 2020 because they put out Black Widow, Black and then GOD. Shang-Chi came out too. Yeah, yeah, so. right, exactly. Well, yeah. that was in 2021. So, yeah. So I think 2020 was the only year was the only year between 2010 and present day that there weren't. Yeah, that there weren't films. So yeah, I'd have to double check that. But but yeah, you're right. If you if you hold it up against that lens and be like, no, Marvel films, we'll talk to you in six years. People would be pissing themselves because that's the bread and butter of the way people look at Marvel. You know what I mean? And I st- I still bump into people out there, man, I don't have Disney Plus, I haven't seen any of those shows. Man, I don't have Paramount Plus, I've not seen any of the new Star Treks. Those people are out there, but everybody's got oh, I got Netflix, I got Hulu. I just can't add one more thing. It's like, Todd, you and I should. You and I should be getting money from these people by broadcasting the concept that streaming services are plug and play." You know what? I want to watch all of Star Trek Lower Decks, 3 seasons, 10 episodes that are 30 minutes. I will subscribe for a month. And then you could, it it. you could knock it out.
1: You could knock it out and be done.
0: Yeah, or you could you could do two months and probably watch all the rest of the other five series that are out there. You, you know what? It's not you're not joining the army here. You're not you know you're not signing up for Blockbuster. It's not like cable where
1: you had a contract and that's what people yeah. forget. It. It's like oh, I can actually do it. put a reminder on your smart device and say oh, in ten days, cancel. and guess what? Save your password
0: right. and go again. My beautiful wife, by the way. Um, yes, it's all right here. Yes, yeah, so, so, right yeah, so so it just So something has so something has to be
1: really wrong with Star Wars from a perspective of what they want to do in the movies to forego billions and billions of dollars of revenue. That's not something you do because you like losing money. It it probably comes back to that. I think Kathleen Kennedy is gun shy to move things forward because it's essentially. So- They've it's burrowed. It's so crazy, though. Yeah. Well, they yeah. burrowed into this 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 time frame where it's like, I feel it's like comfort food. It's like, well, it's not going to rock any boats because it's things people are have already accepted. and It's more of that versus, you know, people even Ryan Johnson's movie that you know people you know I found merits in some of it and some
0: of it I'm like eh, absolutely my favorite absolutely no but, and that's what and that's certainly what we talked about when we broke the movie yeah. down on Hot Crime. I agree but I don't um, think he like he didn't he didn't like. You know, uh,
1: destroy your childhood with that movie. Yet people pushed back. and Not, I, I according, don't to that,
0: not, not according to you. Um, but <laughs> That's true. Really, I, I mean, the, the, for I would almost say for her, it's like you know, take that, take that leap from the lion's head, the leap of faith that Indiana Jones did. People are going to engage with Star Wars no matter which put out because it's yeah. got the word Star Wars on it. So she could do a KOTOR, or she could do a push it a thousand years in the other direction and go completely new, people are going to see that it's going to be successful. So you're right. She she or they or whatever it is with Luke, they're so goddamn terrified that it's going to be, oh, another solo, which still made a quarter of a million dollars domestically, didn't it? Is that a huge failure? Is that a huge, huge failure? As a piece, I'm of guessing a profit.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing the profit yeah. on that movie was pretty shitty because of the rewrites starting over. Right. And yeah, right. I mean,
0: but that is that, that's that's it's, it's very isolated. But Solo, but Solo seemed like
1: the safest thing in the world because it was a heritage is- character. You could do that. And, and it's not yeah. like, oh, we're trying to do something new. No, you're just going in, doing a Wikipedia of him, which to me, it was my favorite. But I'm like, right. if, if any movie is going to succeed that captures something, I'm like, that yeah. seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. And the fact that that didn't succeed tells you that, I don't know. It was, some, yeah, it, yeah. Was,
0: it, it was a perfect storm of of kind of floundering because, yeah, it was. And maybe too it much. In, maybe it was to blah, blah. Yeah, yeah they bounce Star, out, maybe so. Star
1: Wars is something you can't do in the movie theaters every six months. Maybe it doesn't have unless that's, they that's, do something different enough. Thing, yeah. Unless they do something yeah. different enough, like Marvel is different enough because you have a different character and it's not tied into the same right. characters every time.
0: and shifting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So you'd really have to go outside. So I don't. Time will tell, but yeah, you can tell that this is this is kind of the wet fart heard around the world. People are going to be pissed about this. Um, but again. You know, we, we've got a lot of other things we're going to talk about here in this D twenty three rollout, Star Wars related that that look very exciting. So I, I, I think it's going to be okay. So anyway, with that moving into the main meat, the main meat as it we're D twenty three. Todd, tell me about T twenty three. Holy
1: cow! This was a long event—three days, essentially. Um, it was covering everything Disney does. So, if you think it's like National Geographic, it's Fox, it's uh, it's Marvel, it's Pixar, it's Disney Animation, it's it's their TV shows that aren't tied into the, the major stuff. So you got things all over the board. I mean, uh, and and um, they were like talking to artists. They had a panel about The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers. I mean, so there was something. There for everybody, which I appreciate. That a uh, Disney did its first games like event, which was kind cool, pretty cool. And just my big key, key takeaway from that is they are making a really cool game, Captain America tie, and this is a World War II Captain America game with mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. with basically T'Challa's grandfather, who is the chieftain. So yeah.
0: So oh, he's in Wakanda, Wakanda during World War II. Oh, that sounds awesome. God, that could be the basis for a show or a cartoon yeah. spinoff kind of thing. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that's I cool. mean I yeah. keep I keep saying, oh, maybe it's something I'll take a crack at. Who knows? That sounds awesome because, you know, my, my commitment to Cap as a character, that, that really fires me up. So that's pretty cool. All right. What we've got and, and what we agreed to prior to this is that we're going to try to blast through this list of trailers um, because we're going to publish them in the show notes. So this is one of those go-watch-it-yourself Kind of deal, but yeah, Todd, you made us a nice list, and so we're just going to kind of yay and nay this deal. Is that the big plan?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, this is a small list because, well, one of the things I will say at Disney Plus, and you were like saying, "Hey, Oxford, I turned in," and I'm just seeing a panel of people talk with so- Raven Simone. I'm like, yeah, they're not yeah. broadcasting everything. No, yeah. It's very that, much like DCC, where it's yeah. like, if you, let me tell you that it. yeah,
0: yeah. That Raymond Simone panel was a quick turnout because April and I looked at each other and we're like, what? The-? And she was she was wearing uh, uh like a swimmer's cap, so she looked was bald. Was that what it was? Bald. And Yeah, or something. And then she painted the Disney, she painted the mouse ears on it. It was like, how quickly can we turn this off? Holy shit. But yeah, you're She's right. She's so like Raven,
1: Charlie. She's so Raven. She
0: is so Raven. Like you said, but yeah, this is a, uh, <laughs> what did you say? It was they throw scraps to the peasants. So it was the same thing. We saw, for example, the Mandalorian season three trailer which people got to watch at Celebration, which was like two or three months ago. So yeah, D- Disney tends to keep the, the reins a little tight, but yeah, they rolled out a bunch more, but we got real trailer trailers at this, but then we had a few that we didn't get, so. It was hard um, to dig for
1: these things too, because I'm like, uh, wait, there's a trailer for this? Why didn't it come out? And there's yeah. really no one place for Disney on like YouTube. Like you look and yeah. it's like, well, there's Walt Disney Studios, there's Marvel.
0: You have to go to the different well, properties a, to get it. It's like, yeah, eh. there was a, Well, the good news is, is that this link I found, we put everything here. Uh, So, but it's all right here. But yeah, Todd, you want to blast through this list right quick and we'll give people our our particular thumbs. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll do these, the trailers. And there's some news bits, obviously, that had no trailers attached either. So very quickly, National Treasure, I thought looked fun. Yay. Totally.
0: Totally. Yeah, April's into it. I dig it. Yeah, this was Zendaya. So I like Zendaya.
1: And uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones looks to be the villain. So very cool. Ooh.
0: My, my, my. No, Zendaya All is right. not in this. Zendaya
1: is not National Treasure, Charlie.
0: That wasn't her. Who's the? No, star? it's
1: not her. Uh, I, Ooh, no. it an unknown. Look at an ingenue. One hundred percent look like Zendaya. My bad. Uh, we'll look it up in real time. Okay. Charlie's looking it
0: up. Yes, this great. is this is a great radio.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, so while Charlie's looking that up, I will tell you the next one that we saw that Charlie didn't. So Charlie doesn't really get an opinion. That's Willow. And to me, this trailer looked awesome. It's basically taking Willow and expanding it beyond the movie we got. Like I said, Ron Howard, pers- perfectly nice guy, does cannot do genre. He is not that fun and fanciful. So this is finally getting Willow where it's going to be. Looks fun. I really like this. It's really grand adventure and fantasy. And it's really Disney's only fantasy thing. So I'm saying yay.
0: Her name is Lisette Oliveira, not yes. Zendaya. Yeah, there Thank you go. You. Previous, previous credits are... This and two other things that I have not heard of, so that makes her uh, a virtual unknown. So yes. non non as they'd say, introducing yes. Yes. yes, yes, introducing. Speaking of introducing, and you're gonna, we, we might have to look this up. So we have a. I love this. I loved this trailer. Special presentation, Marvel. Stu- I I, I listened to the Marvel official podcast now, so I know I'll call all this stuff. Marvel Studios Werewolf by Night, uh, which is going to be on October 7th. Uh, which is my daughter's birthday, so there we go. Um, but this looks fun. The trailer was pretty much just a spin on your, you know, kind of 1930s monster movie, Frankenstein kind of vibe. Um, who is the werewolf? I kept saying, "Oh my god, this totally looks like it's Skarsgård." It's not Skarsgård, is it? One of the, uh, the is, well, is, the, is the
1: character's name is Jack Russell. Now, who's playing yes. him? Uh, let's see That's, if I can find a name. Oh, uh, oh. He's played by Gael Garcia Bernal, a uh, pretty famous actor uh, who does a lot of Mexican, Mexican movies. Yeah, um, and then it's right. just yeah, black and white. Definitely has a feel of like who's the werewolf, and you've got these right. hunters, like men's. You know who's going? Who are we going to attack? It looks great. great. I'm so excited for this. It's something new for Marvel. We haven't got Marvel horror, and this is the first time we're really going in. I thought right. this was going to be an right. animated. I thought this was going to be an animated. Oh, thing.
0: Yeah, so this right. is great. I love this. I'm saying well, yeah. yeah. That's the big surprise for something we're getting through weeks from now. Secret Invasion was up next. Now we've th- this title has been chewing, uh, chewing in the wind for two years. Or longer, maybe eighteen months that we've known about this. Uh, the return of Nick Fury. He's got two eyes now. Hello, that's a new I one. didn't even notice that. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, no, he still has the big old scar that he got from the Falcon, ah, but right. he has not. He, he has a new eye. Um, but yeah, uh, th- and then so in the trailer you see him. He's talking to Colby Smulders, Maria Hill character, and getting the return of Bendo Mendo as Talus, the main scroll. And this is a you know. Um, sci-fi spy thriller which is you're combining you know a lot of Captain Marvel with maybe even a little bit of Captain America and the Winter Soldier kind of squished together uh and you know the the, the parts of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that you actually liked I think this looks great you saw Amelia Clark in the trailer as well and I'm not exactly sure what her role is um but yeah I'm fired up this is this is going to be pretty sweet I am look forward to this but we did get of course coming out in 20, you know, in 2023, which is vague timing. Yeah. They, I think this Hol- looks great. Invasion of the Body yeah. natures. You know, this is that exactly. type of thing.
1: And I think it looked, this looked epic and I, I think we've been missing that in a Disney show. It's like, yeah. this is something that's sure. really going to move the bar. And it, this one right. felt like it. it's all like, this is going to really drive something bigger or in the overall MCU, which is what people right. have been waiting for. And I'm hoping this is it. Right, Cause
0: right, it looks absolutely. great. It looks
1: great. Very intense. Yes.
0: Speaking of things on Disney Plus that put uh, what have you on the map, Mandalorian season three, which we're getting in February of next year, this is the trailer as I mentioned a few minutes ago that dropped at Celebration uh, back early in the early late spring early summertime. Um, I've watched, i you know, joking. I said I've watched the scrambled version. It says I like scrambled porn. Uh, Is not somebody's not cell phone where you're just, like just like somebody yeah. was like taking it off camera with their cell phone? Yeah, version. that's that's exactly oh, what it that's was. That's the yeah, worst exactly. way to watch it. Well, I mean, but it does that, and then because again, you know, we're hungry to find out, so naturally that ends up on on YouTube and people are watching their way. But this was the fully licensed release, so we're seeing lots of great action. Mando flying around in his Naboo starfighter with Grogu in his lap which would be very confusing to anyone who didn't watch the book of Boba Fett. But you say that and you realize that people who watch these pretty much probably watch everything. So they, they kind of know what's going on. Um, but yeah, you, you're seeing, you're we're seeing Mandalore for the first time in live action, you know, uh, and that that's where Bo-Katan has gone. And, you know, there's a civil war going on. And as I kind of anticipated when season two of Mandalorian ended, Mando's going to get involved because he's the leader of Mandalore. He's got the Darksaber, doesn't he? Uh, hopefully he'd learn how to use it, not just cut his, you know, cut, cut his leg off like he did in Book of Fed. Ouch. Um, but yeah, again, talking about epic, this is bringing back the epicness, which definitely feel like we were missing in the Book of Fed and to some degree uh, in Kenobi as well. So this looks great. We'll be talking about this more, obviously, on Holocron. Holocron is also out this week. If you listen to this on Friday, Holocron came out on Wednesday. So Mark and I will be talking about it there, too.
1: Yeah, Mando's is is probably my favorite Star Wars uh thing because it's just like mm-hmm. it's unknown territory and it's new characters and you know they aren't tied into the the Luke-iverse. And So I don't have to care yes. about that stuff except
0: when they're brought but the, when they are brought in with the Lukeverse. <laughs> but, but but even even when they are they're not. You know what I mean? You got Luke in for a second here and then and then you know they they used him for what he was and then he was gone. And they yep. brought him in break, br- briefly and then he was gone. I think that's kind of what made Book of Boba Fett, you know, flop is that Mm -hmm. it was just, it was, it was trying too hard to be, you know, Return of the Jedi 2.5 and just didn't carry it. So, um, so yeah, so that'd be great. Like I said, mid February. Um, but the thing that's up next that, uh, get ready Todd's wind it. Todd's going to do the knuckle crack so he can start typing furiously. That'd be Andor, which comes out on September Twenty first, we got a, another trailer that admittedly had a little bit of recycled footage, but uh, incorporated some of the stuff that that I know that we saw when we went to go see Rogue One the theaters and IMAX a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Katie and her husband and April and myself went to go see it together, and it was it was great to see that on the big screen again. Not everybody's cup of tea. This is going to be again your your espionage spy thriller. You know, definitely a little different. Maybe not as much star in the wars, but definitely a little bit more of. The Grim and Grit of the Empire, the Dark Times, all the merch that I'm seeing has Dark Times in parentheses after it. So I feel like, and Todd, you pointed out to me, we were talking yesterday, this is the longest uh, project that they've had. It's it's two seasons of 12 episodes each. Um, season one, we're getting, you know, on a weekly basis, starting uh, start, starting just in a couple of weeks, uh, 10 days from now, as a matter of fact, so not even. Um I'm excited about this. I like that time period. But Todd, I know you said you're probably not going to watch it unless you're hearing a good buzz, which hats off to you. That's okay. I totally get I understand. I understand your frustration if this is not your cup of tea, but I'm very excited.
1: I'm just curious why they chose that this had to be the longest thing. Like, I know they said like the first season is going to be five years ago before the, a new hope. And then the second season is going to be one year before a new hope. Um, so it's pre uh, you know, rogue, you know, rogue one. Yeah. I, so pre, I'm, pre, you pre, know, Luke, yes. this, what I will say, what I saw from the trailer, and I think it's because when star Wars is done well, it's very good. But, a lot of my Star Wars is just not the best directed, not best acted. It's just more Star Wars. So when it really like Rogue One set apart because it's probably the best directed film, best acted film, and it didn't mm-hmm. didn't need Literally. Star Wars to make it good. So I, I Rogue right. One could be that, and it's got some of the creators behind it. Not every creator. Gary Widow was the right. writer of Rogue One is not in this, and then mm-hmm. director is not behind this. But we have some producers and stuff as well. But what this is bringing to me that the cartoons, which you know I'm not a big fan of the cartoons because the cartoons just feel very weightless and very like the, the voice acting is not the strongest. Like I said, the scripts are not the best. This feels like it's bringing like the actual horror of the empire in your face. Like, what it means. The cartoons, I didn't feel like, oh my god, this is like, They're. they're, they're it's a horrific thing. It's like, I they feel like this maybe is bringing it home, and it's going to make mm-hmm. it more real. So in that instance, I'm like, this could be good, and just as a good standalone thing. I'm not excited about the era. Like I said, the pre-Rebellion era era now, which is like mm-hmm. basically pl- post, uh, uh, you know, render of the Sith to to before, I guess, go Rogue One is ridiculously long. <laughs> and we've already had rebels take place in that era too. So it's like, right, right, I'm like, right. I just feel like uh, hopefully this is doing something different, but yeah, it's, it's my least anticipated project outside of more, you know, bad batch and things like that, just because I feel like it's just more context and more layering versus really breaking any, any bonds. It's not really telling us anything. Right. Really. We know things happened and people died, but you know, it's a right. mash as well. So this is the right. mash of star Wars.
0: It's it, – and again, it definitely appeals to another segment. Um, but speaking of appealing to another segment, we have – and again, this is only really a, a, a series of six shorts. <laughs> Suck it, Plo Koon. Uh Tales of the Jedi, who were only in the Clone Wars. <laughs> that, that's not the name of the show. That's not very nice. But surprisingly, um, only thing that – like I said Charlie, Star Wars is 90% –
1: Prequels. So as long yes. as you love that, you're going to be in heaven with this because it's more of the same characters we've already seen in Clone Wars again and again I mean, and again, because we need more.
0: The thing is, think about it from think about it from kind of a Philip Morris kind of perspective. You know, get them while they're young. They got kids True. with the prequels uh, in the early 90s and then on into the mid and late uh, the, the the early aughts into the mid and then into the teens with uh, prequels, Clone Wars, Rebels, and then into the Bad Batch. So Resistance. that's your, that's your yeah. younger crowd as opposed to us who are bitching about it <laughs> because, well, oh, I, I love it. Yeah, well, I hated the prequels because yeah. Well, it's every parent who loves Star Wars that says, well, oh, I've
1: got kids now. Here, eat Star Wars, eat devour Star Wars. Do yeah, not develop any is. likes outside of me. You cannot like anything that I didn't like. Here's everything I like. You must like it. And I kind of right. feel like that's where we're getting that What young Jedi or what was it? Star Wars baby uh, show or whatever it's coming out. So we'll, say,
0: get, we'll get uh, baby ah, ah, yeah, Ahsoka and they'll hang out and hang out. So with it, and, what you're saying is it's Manny. the it's the it's the equivalent of the um, the soccer mom or the football dad. I played football. You're going to play football. Same kind of thing, right? You're gonna love it because I love it. You're gonna you're gonna sit and scream at the T V screen uh at the U of M game because that's what I like to do. Yeah. And yeah. as I told you, you're I right. joked
1: because oh we're gonna get Ahsoka's origin. I'm like, yeah, because Ahsoka's character that hasn't had more screen time than anybody in the original trilogy
0: probably. I by think three. you I think you might be right because she's been in, in so much different stuff. So anyway, moving on from that, we get that in oh god, does that you know what? I already closed the link. When does that come out? Uh have it open.
1: maybe this fall. I don't know. Okay,
0: we'll see. You know what? Uh, It's 36
1: minutes of my life that I don't have to sacrifice. I hear you.
0: Well, uh, and then just to wrap things up, moving away from D23, I'm going to touch on this very briefly, because uh, by the time you've listened to this, you've probably already heard the super special going to be published uh, early in the week. uh, Star Trek Day special. Last Thursday was the anniversary of Star Trek. 56 years since the program originally came out, but uh, it's now become an annual event. We tried to record a special last year, and I was trying to tell April this morning, I was like, we didn't publish it because there was something. Maybe maybe I did what Todd did last week, which was not hit the record button. Todd, are we recording right now? We are! I'm so glad! <laughs> we. Uh, I'm going to really quickly blast through this because, again, I don't want to double it up. I'm just going to give you the headlines. The big stuff we got, third and final season of Star Trek Picard, drops on Feb 16 of 23. We got a new trailer. Looks spectacular. First photo of season five of Discovery, which we will probably get, you know, again, everything with Star Trek has become annual. So Discovery came before Picard. So I almost feel like we might get this. And again, they're down to a 10 episode season as opposed to 16. That was a contractual deal with CBS. Now they've fallen into the, the pattern in 10. So we might get this in January. I'm not sure. Uh, Will Wheaton returns uh, to online Star Trek. Couldn't care less. Not a huge fan of Will Wheaton's, Even though I met the guy, he's very pleasant in person, but his online his uh, his on-screen persona drives me insane. Uh, a peek at the upcoming uh, back end of Lower Decks with a sequel to the season one holodeck episode Veritas, which Todd... Even you would find amusing. Um, but the, to me, the big, big news, the thing I've been bitching about nonstop is a return to Star Trek Prodigy, which is going to happen on October 27th. So about six weeks from now. And we get – they showed a great clip. We get double Janeway. We have hologram Janeway is going to meet real Janeway because the real Janeway and her crew finally tracked down the Prodigy. Um, so that looks fun. Todd, did you ever see the rest of that show or any of that no. show? No.
1: I, I watched the first – I guess it would be what? The first two episodes? I'm like, okay. Yeah.
0: it's fine i think in a lot of ways unless you're a diehard it's tough to get fired up about that kind of animated stuff so i i I get you um rounding things out we did have of course a tribute to nichelle nichols who we lost earlier this month and this was kind of cool particularly because of you know what we're doing right here first ever scripted star trek podcast announced by star trek two and six director nicholas meyer Khan, Seti Alpha 5, about his life, which was actually was covered in a series of novels non-canonically, in a comic series non-canonically within you know the last probably 15 years. But this is going to be potentially a canonical rollout, so that's pretty exciting. And the, the return of the Star Trek Pod Directive podcast, which I love. That's Tony Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins, who hosted Star Trek Day. And then this is, this is a nugget I'm super excited about. We're just hearing more and more about uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, this was really the hell out of nowhere. The new chief engineer of the Enterprise under Captain Pike is going to be portrayed by Carol Kane, veteran comedic actor going all the way back to the 1970s, where she starred in a show with Christopher Lloyd, another Star Trek alum, uh, in Taxi. So it's like, I just, in a thousand years, I couldn't have come up with this. Um Pretty exciting. Todd, I know that you didn't really tune into the it, First of all, it was the middle of a work day, so I understand, but some of it, the actual presentation was kind of weird. Oh my but god. It new- was
1: it was like somebody's like like regional con. It's like, hey, these people are showing yeah. up. Let's put them on stage. And they're like, the director of uh, the, the the Wrath of Khan, here he is. Like, what camera am I supposed to look at? It was like, it was very much like yeah. Mm. And they, they had
0: they had Reggie Watts up there from James Courttree that was that was real, bad real oddball i just i didn't care for it but you why know did what? they need I, him again, doing beats and yeah i didn't, I it didn't had, make any sense I, and it's not like it was very Star Trek either so you know what you take the good you take the bad we got some great um we got some great uh content reveals out of it. So I'm very excited about it. But again, look for, I'm look for a fuller breakdown. If you, if you, hopefully if you subscribe to our network feed, you have already gotten our special episode all about it. So we will talk more about it on that show. So please tune in.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I mean, with Star Trek, they didn't announce anything like new, new, except for, like you said, the yeah, audio drama that, that they're doing.
0: That, yeah, that, yeah, that was what was. The, missing, and they didn't really it? do like they did the, the video front. game
1: thing. They didn't talk about comics, really. They didn't talk about merch, you know, like like, yeah. like things like that. Which you know, you maybe have to do that because this had. To ask, like, it was funny because D twenty three and this are both following San Diego Comic Con, and they both had a big presence there. So it's like, is it too close? It was it just did they? I mean, there's more Star Trek events than there has been in like how many years? And it's like because we have all of those Star Trek what is the Star Trek experience or what, what is that one event they do Charlie the big one the, the the convention and you're muted
0: oh I have no idea how that happened uh yeah Star Trek Las Vegas and then uh there there was the Mission Chicago that April and I went to there's another one coming up so yeah there's there, there's a lot of buzz but yeah you're right it seems like there's always more to share um but with Picard ending it seems like something is going to step up to fill in that space. So they're going to have to be. So, yeah. And I yeah, hope the
1: cards trailer, the show is better. That is, you know, the trailer doesn't exceed oh the show because right. two seasons have not been good. And they're really relying on like the nostalgia. And maybe this is the one that finally get it right. But this does feel like next generation uh, is, is back together.
0: Right, well, in the, essentially pushing off. I didn't so much mind Picard season one, season two was a train wreck. I mean, you heard Katie and I talk about, and Peter talk about it, um, talk about our disdain for it quite fully. So hoping uh, for that they're going to go out with a bang instead of a whimper. So we shall see. But speaking of going out, we are going out of this deal. That's right, the news is over. Uh, it's time to get out the app, flag down that gypsy cab to get us to Skug Town, down to Nastyville. That's right, we're going to the Geek Easy, so let's go talk nerdy to me talk nerdy to me we're
1: sitting the geek easy cover bands playing drinks are poured and we are ready to get our nerd on well charlie uh cobra kai came out uh, like 48 hours ago and somehow you've already watched the whole thing
0: I mean, that's what's so crazy. There's ten episodes. They're 22 minutes each. When you work from home and you're like, well, you know, we're taking that we get up early, so we watched a couple. We watched a couple at lunch. You know, didn't have plans. I, you know, we had, I had plans Friday night, but then I came home. We watched some more, and then we wrapped it up on Saturday morning. It's just it's that easy. It's very bite sized because in its own way, it's a. I'm not going to say a sitcom because um, there's not a ton of comedy. It's a there's, soap, there's a it's a soap
1: it. opera with punching.
0: It's a soap opera with punch. Yeah, I do. I thought it was very fun, of course. Cliffhanger at the end. I'm not spoiling anything for you that because they've done that so far. Um, Johnny is great. Uh, you're seeing a little bit more of the dark side of Daniel in this season. Um, but again, every episode has a punch-up. They find it, oh, man, it's at uh, 17 minutes and 22 seconds. we got to get in that punch-up. Um, it was great. Very enjoyable. Todd, you've seen one of them, I'm guessing? Three. I've watched three. Yeah. Three? Ooh! Ooh, all right, so what? What? So, what do you think so far, comparatively? So this is season five, because this is series kind of weird.
1: Se- yeah, no, season four. This is yeah. season four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've really okay. enjoyed it so far. I mean, and to your point, I mean, some it's great because some of the storylines they wrapped up pretty quick, like Daniel's right. journey to meet his dad that wraps up uh that's done oh to miguel uh, miguel yeah Dan, Dan, yeah
0: Dan, Dan, yeah yes
1: Miguel. sorry yeah miguel you know yeah he is and then we're wrapping up so we have some new storylines you know with potential baby we've got maybe another rival showing up uh that right. isn't really a rival i've really right. you know the subterfuge it's just it is like a soap opera it is very much like so thick with just like you know, just drama and yeah, th- there's not a lot of like fun as much. Cause it seems like everything is like right. dire and <laughs> everybody's crying. It, it, and, yeah.
0: Well, it, it, it is very dark, but you know, it's one of these, just, just like a sitcom, you know, where you can read things for 10 episode arc, things that break apart tend to come back together, which you could really hit predict. And again, one big punch up at the end. Um, which again, I'm not really spoiling anything for you, but I would say, Todd, definitely crank out there, watch the rest of it because, like I said, it's very bite-sized. It's very much, you know, yeah. you're eating a, uh, you're you're eating the the fun size pack of Teddy Grahams. You know what I mean? You really crank through it. It never um, disappoints.
1: It's never disappoints. Yeah. It makes me very happy. I can't believe this right. came from YouTube when they were making premium content.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. It it has such a weird history. But um, speaking of something that's a spinoff of an original that is actually getting it right. God, probably four or five, three or four months ago, uh, I told you there was a one shot of Tales of the Walking Dead. No, excuse me, not Tales of the Walking Dead, because that's what this is called. Of the Fear of the Walking Dead, that was a spinoff set on a submarine. And it was just a little, it was it was a standalone episode. And I was like, Todd, this is great. They, they're really getting right everything that the regular show gets wrong, where the regular show is just doing everything possible to drag things out and blah, blah, blah. They've come back with a new concept. It's an anthology series, six episodes. And I can't remember if I've talked about this already, but it just concluded today because the regular show is coming back within a couple of weeks for the third installment of their final season, which again, it's just, for the main show, illustrates everything that's wrong with it. But for this, this Tales of the Walking Dead, absolutely fantastic. Six standalone, unconnected, Forty-three minute vignettes of a different story, you know, starring everyone from Terry Crews to Olivia Munn to Anthony Edwards to a lot of other actors that you're like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's I'm going to look it up on IMDb and find out who this is. A bunch of different stories portraying different places in this world experiences that, that were yeah, there were oh, so one of the episodes had Parker Posey and I'm going to draw a blank, Jillian uh, Bell. It was just like wow. And, and that was a comedic episode. Okay, oh, they found a way to, to, to do an actual well, we had two comedic actresses. I mean, what what you know, what else would you expect? This was you know for anyone who loved the the Walking Dead before it became nonstop monotony, tune into this deal. We have AMC Plus. That's obviously how we watched it. Um, but I loved it. I really recommend it for anyone who's gotten really sick of the Walking Dead's main like literal slog, like the the pace the pacing in the plot with the walkie dead walks along as fast as, as a walker. I hate to say it. It's just, it just kind of shambles along and they're like, we still got him on the line. Here's a couple of, well, here's a couple sequels coming up. So we're not going to kill off Negan or Maggie or Daryl or Carol because they have, they, you know, there go those stakes because we know they have a show coming up. So this was not like that. You know what I mean? And and not everything worked out so great for all the characters in these little vignettes. So you'll see, Todd, I would, you know, if you love the original Walking Dead, I would recommend it because again, it returns the thrills, it returns the stakes because you don't know what's going to happen to the characters in the episode that you're watching. So I dug it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, Walking Dead
1: uh, will never end because they keep making spinoffs and other projects. And Bingo! Yeah, you know what? If you if if you love that stuff, I'm glad you enjoy it. I just tuned out quite some time ago,
0: so maybe uh, I'll yeah, tune back definitely. in when Rick comes back in his a billion movies or whatever they're doing. But I mean, that's there was some piece of news about that recently. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but that uh, was there going to be a Rick and Michonne it's, spinoff? It's going to be another a, one. It's, it's a Rick and Michonne yeah. spinoff too. Well, it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be instead
1: of instead of movies, it's gonna be just a like six episode series.
0: Right. Exactly. So yeah. Exactly. Nothing is really gonna blow your mind. All right. What do you got?
1: Yeah, so Charlie, I, I, I've been telling you about this book, this Fantastic Four mm, yes. Full Circle book. It's a, hard, it. it's a hard cover. Alex Ross is doing all of the illustration, non-painted, except for the cover. Um, and he doesn't always do a lot of illustration without being painted, something that's been his niche. And um, he writes this book as well. And it's essentially a timeless tale of the Fantastic Four. Not necessarily, you can't really tell when it's set. And some of the dialogue is kind of, you know, it's of the time. So you you can tell Alex Ross just wants to tell a Fantastic Four standalone story that isn't, you know, bringing like huge stakes in or anything like that, but it's just having fun. And he's having fun with the illustration and, and the bits of story and where it takes place. Um, and I thought it was really well done. I, it was you know, hardcover. It's more of those days when a graphic novel truly was a longer story. Standalone mm-hmm, hardcover mm-hmm. came out. It was a little more expensive prestige. And that's what this is. And right. um, I took some pictures and sent them to you. But really, this is a book yeah, yeah. that should not be read digitally because they take advantage of like a two-cover page uh, splash page. And when you put that on a, on a, on a tablet, it shrinks it. So then it's like his beautiful right. artwork is now tiny and it's like it gets right. lost in translation. Or you, or you're, you lose the details. Your panel,
0: are your panel flipping it, which doesn't work yeah. with this. You know, it would be like if you wanted to panel flip this illustration I have behind me, which can really only be taken in in this fashion. You know what I mean? So that just it doesn't make any sense. So that's yeah. awesome. I have it. I now have it in my card at Amazon or uh, though I may buy it from a local comic shop because support what local. I did. So hashtag, yeah. hashtag support local. So we'll see in my travels. I'm in Metro Detroit this week visiting some different shops. Maybe I'll stick my face in a Metro Detroit comic shop. And if I happen to see it, maybe I'll snag it. Yeah,
1: um, I will say there's an odd choice in. Coloring now normally that's something I don't bring up is coloring. He likes pastels and pinks for some reason. It just it it's that not weird. it's a weird choice because it doesn't feel like it. It was distracting more so than like made it better. So I don't know what the deal is. I typically say go with a colorist who knows what they're doing. Like Pat Olaf, I think is right. probably most most famous colorist. Kind of like a, a used to have pencilers and then you had the, right. the inkers and and all those things and a lot of the digital format has taken a lot of those roles away because a lot of it's just automated where right, right. they can do it themselves. So yeah, I, that's just something like you may not love that part, but definitely cool book. It's hardcover. I think there's going to be a, a soft cover coming out as well, but 25 bucks, you know,
0: I think it's well worth it for what you got. Yeah. The, like, I think for, gave. for, for bookshelf, cause I still have, that's what I still keep. It's a prestige. I have, oh. Yeah. Older bookshelf, but again, it's like buying a book book because that's how it's meant to be taken. And so, yeah, I will definitely do that at some point and check that out. And I love the Fantastic Four. So. Yeah, they did
1: some really All neat things stuff. with like the, the the gatefold and the cover page when you opened like the book, like it actually yeah. fans out. Which I'm like, that's unique. And they, yeah, they really right. really, yeah, very cool. Good deal. Good deal. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, uh, dragons are really. I think the series is is finding its time. And someone pointed out that Game of Thrones right now, it feels like if this was just about the Starks, because kind of like Game of Thrones became a billion plot lines. This is truly about the, the royal family and what is going to happen. And they keep building and building yeah. into
0: that. It's funny you say that because I was, we did an event uh, for the club. It was a 40th anniversary showing of the Wrath of so Some of us showed up in in, in uniform and did this. And I was chatting with Becky, who was one of my senior staffers, and I was talking about the show. And she's like, you know, I've never watched much of Game of Thrones because I just couldn't, I couldn't get a foothold on it because there was just too damn much going on. There's this, and then they shifted over here. And, you know, even though they would show a map at the beginning of it, showing this is Winterfell, and this is the, this thing and that thing. It was just, if you'd didn't have your pencil or you weren't looking at it, figuring out there was just, there was too many, too many threads. Um, which again, you know, is kind of what I have said about the, um, the, uh, I was Lord, Lord of the Rings, rings of power, hoops of fire, you know, a lot of threads that'll eventually come together. But anyway, yeah, you're right. This does have a singular focus and that makes it, I think a lot more accessible. I agree with you.
1: And it, it will probably grow from that, because just like Game of Thrones, the first season, you know, all things were good until, oh, uh, oh Sean Bean, you got your head cut off. Um, yeah, I mean, Ooh, and then, there's going to be some pulling of the rug out from characters that we're expecting. That's what Game of Thrones does. It, right. it layers on tragedy and unexpected deaths. There's no, you know, you, you, you know, your darlings will not be saved in this. But um, right. the highlight of the most recent episode was definitely the showdown um, of uh, Damon. Targaryen, played by Matt Smith, which it's great to see someone who you know doing iconic roles is not getting pigeonholed. Kind of getting to be a badass in this, where he's essentially was tired of not doing well and trying to take down this um, Crab King, who essentially was hiding out in caves. Ah, he the essentially Crab just,
0: King, yeah. Ah. This has
1: been going on for years now. It's a, it's a war of attrition. Uh, the sides are um, basically. At at an impasse because they can't get him out of these caves and they're fine to stay there. So he essentially makes himself bait comes you know basically gives up his sword and then we get the coolest like running montage and battle sequence i've seen it sometime and man it is epic and it's really cool and i'm like that was really needed i think in a show where you haven't got you know big moments like that and it was kind of nice to have and that's what game of thrones is known like every so often you get like a big you know uh set piece where something big happens and i felt like that didn't disappoint me this week. We'll see how this goes. Cause obviously it's once again, a lot of uh, political intrigue and challenges, right, but right. really enjoying this so far. And I think it's uh, one of the few show where actually more people showed up for the, the second episode than
0: the first. And that rarely happens. Wow. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That actually, actually caught a following and people are like, well, I'm just, they're gonna, It's like you are with Andor. You're going to listen for the buzz. And if the, bu- you know, and if the buzz pans out, then you may appear. But if the buzz, you know, is like a wet fart, you just won't. And I, I understand where you're coming from. A buzzy I, wet fart. A bu- Ooh, God. Oh, new merch opportunity. Katie, I hope you're listening. Buzzy wet fart.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, that is it for the news this week. We had a lot. We didn't get to everything, and we'll probably talk about more of it next week when we come back on the show. But with that, we're going to check in with our mutants and to entertain them with a game we go to in the Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're talking the fall TV preview. And it's funny because back in the day, you got your TV guide and they talk about the CBS, Fox, all of those four networks.
0: Not back in the day, because as you know, I was just at my mother's (laughs) house in Maryland. Guess who still gets printed magazine format TV guide so that she knows what shows. There, I love, well, there's no um, guide anymore, is there? Because they don't even like have tell you like the channel. No, it's, and, it, yeah. it's like it's like 80 percent articles. Yeah. And then it's it's 20 percent grids. So you're right. It's not it's not, you know, Frank Costanza back in the day with his little digest size you Know collecting them all, and then this. Uh, I I'd bet I'd need my readers to even look at those. <laughs> I, would have, I would have no way to read it. Um, yeah. but yeah, but now it's now it's all here with that you know TV time app that I even got April to install because I kept saying, What is such and such coming back on? What I said, just do this app that Oxford made me do, and then you'll have it too. So, there yeah. you go. It's-
1: Yeah. So, uh, but now, I mean, now it's not even just networks. It's, it's streaming everything TV. So it's really hard to keep track to your point. So I, you know, there's some great uh, websites actually track premieres and things like that, which I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of broke this down, kind of did a little bit of work to get us where we needed to be. So we'll go through these really quickly. Yeah, so Charlie, uh, we're obviously already in September, so we won't get the beginning of everything. But Wednesday, September 14th, we have Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale Season 5. I don't know how many more seasons are left, but it's on Hulu.
0: I, I don't either. This is the this is April's favorite show. Um, by the time you're listening to this, this has already come out. So I highly anticipate it. Very, very excited. Uh, Thursday, also this week, Thursday, September, September 15th, Vampire D- Academy is on... What's the name of that network, Todd? I'm not allowed to say it. Peacock. Ha, 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 ha. Yes. Oh, Todd! What the hell, what the hell is Vampire Academy? It's a it's, a it's based on a
1: book. There was a movie, and then this is now the TV series. It's probably going to be lots of teen anguish with vampires, but you know, some people may oh, like it. Oh my god! Yeah. I get it. Todd. What the? And then Friday uh, day this comes out. Yeah, Friday, Losa, September sixteenth.
0: Yeah. What is this? Most of Spookies is this
1: is this weird show with Fred Armisen where it's essentially a. Spanish language, like vignettes of horror stories, which I found was very odd and weird. I watched the first one. It's just very, but it's all in Spanish, so you have to watch it in subtitles, oh. or you will be missing out. But it's very unique, very funny. It's Fred Armisen, so, you know, it's spooky oh, stories God. with Spanish. Yeah. Um. And oh, then, Charlie, we already God. talked about Quantum Leap on September yep.
0: 19th. Yeah. On, and then on, uh, on the, the actual Peacock. And then, yes, Andor is on the 21st streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, And then... Uh, now the oh the months the monster. Oh, this is the monsters, which we talked about, but it's not the Addams family that we talked about. Isn't this isn't this Monsters I thought this is this the Rob Zombies? Is it a show? Yes,
1: it's going to be on Netflix. It's a movie. Oh and it's God. going to be on it Netflix. A, so, so we get oh, to watch okay. the
0: Monsters, Charlie. We don't have to pay for it. I know, no, you confuse me because we're talking about TV, but yes, it's a movie that's on TV. I'm so confused. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's the blurring
1: oh, of I'm edges, Charlie. It's the blurring of know. edges. It is Blurred. truly, yeah, we, we don't know what's happening. But then September 29th, we have two things coming out. There's a Looney Tunes cartoons Halloween special, which should be fun because the Looney Tunes show on HBO Max is actually really well done. Uh, they actually do oh, this. Okay. Are. And then we've got, uh, apparently, I'm, I'm in a TV show, so help me Todd Whoa. is on. Some, yes. How did you
0: do it? What, what's it about? No clue. <laughs> Time helping people.
1: Up. Yes. Todd helping. I
0: like it. Well, guess what? For every woman in your life that you know, that's in our age demographic. Hocus Pocus 2 comes out on Disney Plus on September 30. Uh, Sit down, shut up and watch it with your wife, girlfriend, mother or whatever, because uh, it'll score you big points. So that should be good. Original cast is returning. Don't know anything about the plot, but I'm sure it will be endearing in its own fashion.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we've got uh, one of the, you know Amazon and Netflix are making like just standalone movies now, and this one looked charming. It's called My Best Friend's Exorcism. It's on Amazon Prime Aww. on September 30th, so it might be a movie we check out for
0: Spooktober. Uh, Spook sh- Spooktober, Shocktober. Oh, Spook uh, Spook Spook which would be uh, in September. Sp- Shocktober is Ooh, October. <laughs> I'll give you Spooktember. That one, that one passes the passes the sniff test. All right. We're in October already. Uh, interview with the Vampire, which I assume is going to be based on uh, Anne Rice's novel. I don't know if it was a series. Certainly I'm familiar with it. It was the, a series, yeah. Stuff. You actually spelled vampire with an extra i, so I'm impressed. Um, that's over on AMC Plus, so streaming now. When you say AMC Plus, does that mean it's also on AMC? Oh, it'd be also on AMC, it, but it's a this fate. plus. Yeah, it's it's just available at earlier past. Yeah, earlier uh, that same day. Uh, speaking yeah. of that same day, it's the 14th installment of the final season of the walking dead which is season 11 uh fall premiere this is potentially the the end of it i guess before they go off into spinoffs probably i'd have to look it up somewhere between five or six episodes since five or six weeks of this then probably fear of the walking dead comes back and blah, blah blah and again april loves the walking dead i sit and watch it with her um, because i used to love it but I'm in the same place as you is that they just said oh my god we've got a hit keep milking you can't milk anything with nipples we call it the walking dead yeah
1: yeah um <laughs> <laughs> exactly if you enjoy uh making nipples give milk until they go dry you can watch that or if you want something new uh, monday october 3rd we're getting a sinister halloween scary opposites solar special so solar opposites is a animated series by the rick and morty guys yeah, 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 yeah. so we're getting okay, a halloween okay. special so i love it when when shows do halloween specials so this could be fun i could be a one-off that i'd watch
0: you know who's on Solar Opposites? Because I just saw it was uh, Jack Quaid, who's Boimler on Lower Decks. Oh, very there nice. There you go. That, that's a, that's a name I know. Uh Wednesday, October 5th, we get season two of Chucky, which again I've not I would probably tune in, but again, it's on sci-fi. It's on
1: Peacock like, oh. now. Everything oh, okay. NBC Universal okay, stuff good. goes to Peacock, which is nice. Uh, all right.
0: That's that's different. Because again, if you're like not just like, oh, it's another service, even it's just it's another app that's the issue. Because again, April and I have to say, what are we going to watch? And we pull up our main screen on Roku and it's the first couple of rows. It's like, Oh, we haven't met a showtime in a while. And then we might stumble on something. So, um, both that. And then Reginald, the vampire is also on sci-fi same day. Don't know anything about that.
1: Type. It's uh, based on a book called fat vampire. It's about a, uh, kid who's a little overweight, very unpopular, who turns into a vampire. And he's like d- disappointed to find out that's how he's going to be for the rest of his vampire life. So, and, it's, and, and Ned from, uh, who's, uh, um, was in the uh, Spider-Man movies that came out. Uh, he's playing Reginald. Oh, Jacob uh, Bastillion
0: or something. I don't know. His, his first yeah. name is Jacob. There Filipino you go. kid. All yep, right. Filipino kid, yep. Filipino, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. All right, what do we got? Friday, October 7th. So, so yeah,
1: so Friday, October 7th, we're getting to you know spooky season. So we have The Midnight Club. This is on Netflix. This is by the guy who did, um, oh, what's the, not The House on Haunting Hill. Is that what he did? Mike, uh, drinking his name, uh, did, um, God, where are those Netflix scary shows that people really like?
0: Uh, Oh, I know the one you're talking about. We always do our homework here, by the way, guys. Mike Finnegan. No. <laughs> is that what his name is? My, uh, Mike Smith Johnsonsville. I don't know. I, but anyway, so what's this one about?
1: Yeah. So that one is essentially a, uh, it's a series that's set into, uh, a library that's haunted in basically you have the ghosts of kids telling stories. So this one should be pretty good. I think it's based on a book series. um, And hopefully this is not going to be as terrifying as his other series, but I I like these. I mean, they're, they're, they're good to watch. I may just watch one of them, but still it's like something to experience. Maybe it'll grab me Uh, kind of like American horror story. It's like kind of like a, a series like that.
0: Fantastic, and then we also have uh, the Return of Hellraiser. Great film! It was a film series, I think, starting in the late '80s. I'm gonna probably put myself in the crosshairs, and I think I said this to April. I don't know that I've ever seen this movie. Oh, well, so, this is yeah. This is I don't know if this is a reboot of Hellraiser as a whole. I, I, yeah. I, I think so because the Hellraiser is now in the, the character is now female. The original character was male. Was I was I kind of getting that from the? The impetus of it. Well, the, the the main character of the first Hellraiser was a female, um, not not
1: the the not the evil guy, the Cenobite, uh, the, the, okay. the Pinhead, him. You. yeah, yeah. Pinhead,
0: uh, the hell we're talking.
1: Yeah, I think I saw at least three or four of the Hellraiser movies, and they are definitely of a time. They're by Clive Barker, and more about the the pain and pleasures of demons from hell. Bring forward, very creepy, very creepy.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Excellent. All right, what else we got?
1: Yeah, on uh, Sunday, October 9th, Let the Right One In is going to Showtime, a network that I don't even think exists, but maybe it does, because uh, I watch nothing on that network. Uh, but that's uh, essentially the t- third take on Let the Right One In. It was originally a Swedish film about a young girl who's a vampire and uh, basically befriends a very lonely, sad, lonely boy. They made it with Chloe Moretz. Was that her name? Oh, yeah,
0: Clo- Clo- yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz.
1: Yep, so they redid an American version of that film with her in in the lead as the little girl vampire. And so I believe this is going to be a series.
0: She always throws me... She was also Carrie, but she also kind of bears a striking resemblance to my first wife, which is, I think she looks like Alicia. It's weird. It's weird to Mm, me. I do not see that, but that's okay. uh, Yeah, take another look. I don't know. Um, I was married very young to a woman named Alicia, who I think looks like her. So anyway, uh, then the Winchesters. This is the uh, spinoff of Supernatural. Um, And yet, Todd, you know, this was a show April finally got through all of it, I think, probably during the pandemic. I've seen bits and pieces. It was on for like 100 years. What What's the Winchesters all about? So the Winchesters essentially telling the
1: story of when uh, the Winchester brothers, their parents met. They weren't married yet. Uh, this is kind of like they're – and essentially you ah, find out
0: a, that – It's a prequel.
1: You find out the mother was essentially a demon hunter and, oh. you know, and, you know, you know uh i and so she dad's gets name. she yeah. she gets uh, jeffrey dean morgan obviously, this is his beautiful. yeah this is him as a uh you know yeah, early man. 20s yeah, sure, yeah. meets meets his future wife and he is brought into okay. this world that he doesn't know anything about so it's kind of that it's a prequel only in the fact that these are oh, characters cool. you, you didn't cool. really know anything about and their journeys and obviously right. they created a journal so i think there's yeah. there's there could be something here if it's done well but you know
0: it's a cw that's show a, that sounds like fun. So I assume if I miss this, which I feel like I will, it'll end up on HBO Max, just like Superman and Lois, which we love. Uh, I don't Maybe. know about this, but it's definitely in the CW app. Okay, yeah. I just, I forget. And the problem with CW app is you get maybe four or five episodes and then they go poof and then they put up the next four or five episodes as they come. So that that's my issue. I would just have to know if I forget about this, I'd have to know where it lands and I want to be able to tell April about it as well since she doesn't listen to the show, (laughs) but I want to remember. So, um, all right, what else we got?
1: Yeah, so we go from there uh, to a new anthology series, October 25th, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities coming to Netflix. So, yeah, so this is him delving back into horror. He's very good at it. Um, I'm assuming he is producing this and he's brought in writers and directors to do all of the uh, individual episodes. But this could be very good. Maybe he does one himself. I don't know.
0: That would be cool, and the this is the last actual show we have for the fall. We've already talked about Star Trek Prodigy coming back. There's ten episodes, which will actually take us through the end of the year. Star Trek wise, it's a fun show. You know, it's it's for, it's for kids, which is great. It's kind of your access point for the the real younger crowd to get into star trek but again it's uh it's a spiritual cousin of voyager so if you're a voyager fan of which todd is not probably not really for you but we are getting as i had mentioned earlier the um the connection between the prodigy crew of young you know scaling aliens and actual starfleet including kate mulgrew as real janeway and then as the hologram janeway you see so i think it should be fun look forward to it and you'll hear all about it obviously uh bi-weekly on the code 47 podcast on this very network Yep.
1: So uh, I, I'm getting a mulligan. So it wasn't uh, <laughs> Mike Finnegan. It was Mike
0: Flanagan uh, who was Close. doing the club. Yeah. It's okay with me that you just lump all of our, us Irish into stereotypical names. It's, all, it's no big deal. Yeah. Okay. He's
1: behind okay. uh, Midnight Mass, The Haunting of Ho- Hill House, Dr. Sleep. Sleep. He was he was a writer on Dr. Sleep. Oh, uh, he was a Doctor writer Sleep on Gerald's Game. game. Um, yeah. he Doctor, And he also.
0: Dr. Doctor, Doctor, Sleep was great if you've not watched it, Todd. I, I, I have not. Movies. I've been meaning to watch it though. You yeah. it's it's there. Uh one of the subheads I have is Stephen King stuff. So just go into my lists and it's there. Definitely. Well, very good. And then in we don't have much past that for like really
1: secure dates, but we have a couple left over. Friday of November 4th, we've got Enola Holmes 2 coming out, which I really enjoyed the first one. Henry Kinville yeah, like is it. uh Sherlock Holmes.
0: Like yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, and then of course Millie Bobby Brown is Enola Holmes. Hmm. Yeah, she's getting like $15 million for that movie. So definitely, you know, a young woman, leading winner. Where where is Netflix finding this money? And then, Todd, the thing we've all been waiting for, which we finally realized when we got a trailer a couple weeks ago, is a parody of a parody of a parody. That would be weird, the Al Yankovic story, Al Yankovic being portrayed, I'm assuming quite deftly, uh, by Daniel Radcliffe. Weird Al, of course, is in it as well. And it's just a very much a silly behind the music kind of spoof of his own life with you know a little bit of reality sprinkled in we've got rain wilson as dr demento um I, todd well and this is on the roku channel of all places which yeah, is weird if ever, yeah which you have a roku you have it anyway so you'll be able to see it but yeah it's not everywhere so,
1: apparently like if you if you own like an apple tv they don't have the roku channel but no, i bet if you right. you can watch it online right. or something like that if you really want right. to.
0: My point would be if you have a Roku, you have it. So you don't have to subscribe. It's it's just there. And it's Um, on other devices too. Yeah. And you know what? Why would you not expect Weird Al
1: to finally be parodied? And he finally is.
0: Right. Yeah. You don't think that he's he's really going to. This is what is it? uh, Daniel Tosh once said it was one of his stand up routines. He says, Have you heard my stuff? And this was the point you expected me to get serious? Take this seriously? He was. It was a bit he was doing about giving a high school uh, commencement address. It was really was pretty dark. So anyway. <laughs> And then finally, Todd, this last one is yours. Yeah,
1: so, you know, this one, like I said, Charlie, you're not interested in this, but we do have Willow coming on November 30th. Um, You know, this is, I don't remember when Thanksgiving is this year, but I think this is past Thanksgiving. So it's kind of weird that I thought this might be around Thanksgiving, but no, it's not. It's the week after Thanksgiving. So it's really going to be probably a 10 episode uh, fantasy series for Disney. So, Um, And I don't know if we're going to get a Star Wars thing. Following that or not for December, I would think we would Uh,
0: a Star Wars thing. Meaning, what do you mean? Like Mandalorian? No, no, that's in that's in February. No, there's no more. That's the that's the end of content. There's nothing else. (laughs) It's over. It's over, folks. Twenty twenty two is over. Twenty twenty two. It's done. Yeah. Well, they're expecting people are going to want to spend time with their families over Christmas or some bullshit like that. We'll see what happens. Star Wars, Charlie. Yeah, guy, you're right. In times past, but it's it's been a long time. So yeah, no, we don't. Well, no, we 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 have ongoing Star Wars content because we have Andor will be on. So there you go. Uh, it'll be Star over Wars by. It'll content. be over by then, I would think. Right. 12, uh, 12 weeks. So just but about. three but three episodes are
1: dropping at once.
0: Ah, you're right. It might be yeah because they push bad they push bad batch in the first quarter. It's January four. Bad batch um that's so, yeah, not right. back back. No, it will be. No, that was another piece of the news from D twenty three that's getting pushed into January. So yeah, my my my. I guess they're really there. I guess December is just hands off there. Do you mean to think it's not a good time? It's all <laughs> things Avatar. <laughs> oh no!
1: Yep. no! Avatar babies. No, no, Avatar no, babies no. will be debuting in December. Watch
0: for it, folks. Oh my God, please no! Oh my God, and with that, that is the show. Uh, Todd, where do people find you out there in the webs of intra? Uh, you can follow me on
1: Twitter at t just having a good time, talking probably about the misery of my fantasy football team, so watch for that. And also <laughs> just, uh, yeah, enjoying the things of video games and
0: nerd. Is your uh, fantasy football already suffering? Did a regular season start, or is that today?
1: It did. start Thursday was the first game, and so the Vikings played and? the Packers today. Uh, yeah. it, it was a the Super Bowl champions lost their first game, and I had a running back, and he pooped the bed.
0: Vikings, Packers, is that going to be a bloodbath? Because the Packers are the Packers, right?
1: They've got some key injuries, but I'm going to try to enjoy it.
0: That's a, uh, and that's a big regional rivalry for you guys. definitely is. Minnesota people love Wisconsin. Uh, You can find me over on Twitter at the C3, spell it out. That's pretty much my handle at Instagram, TikTok, blah, blah, other places. Uh, My lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, the preeminent Michigan chapter of the Star Trek, Starfleet International Fan Club. You can find us at that website and at... Uh, socials all over the place. I also try to populate our secret friends unite Facebook page with news and content uh, for your entertainment as I can. Uh, So as always friends, I'm going to tell you, thank you for joining us. Um, Sharing is caring and keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. This podcast is part of the secret friends unite podcasting network.